Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live. A place where saints and children tell how hearts learn to forgive. Built of hopes and dreams and visions, rock of faith and vault of grace. Here the love of Christ shall end divisions. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Let us build a house where prophets speak and words are strong and true. Where all God's children dare to seek to dream God's reign anew. Here the cross shall stand as witness and as a symbol of God's grace. Here as one we claim the faith of Jesus. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Let us build a house where hands will reach beyond the wood and stone to heal and strengthen, serve and teach and live the word they've known. Here the outcast and the stranger bear the image of God's face. Let us bring an end to fear and danger. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Let us build a house where all are named, their songs and visions heard, and loved and treasured, tossed and claimed as words within the word, built of tears and cries and laughter, pairs of faith and songs of grace, let its house proclaim from floor to rafter. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Welcome to our Sunday School Celebration Service this morning. Shall we all join together and sing hymn number 66 in Common Ground, Jesus Calls Us Here to Meet Him.
Sunday school this year, we have been learning about the Bible. Playing games and trying to learn all the books. Hearing stories about Bible heroes. Finding out about who Jesus was. Learning about the Sea of Galilee. Finding out and asking why. And we thought we'd like to hear from some people here about their Bible and what it means to them. And Margaret is going to go first. The Bible is important to me as I think it is all about life. I use it each morning before I begin my day. I use the Good News Bible. It was my late husband, Jim's. I have another Bible that was given to me as a present from Miss Allen on my 21st birthday. And this means a lot to me as I was at the beginning of my faith journey. And I'm still today on this journey. May I leave you with some verses from the Bible that mean a lot to me. I'm sorry, I came without my glasses, so I'll I'll need to stand back a bit. It's from Psalm Psalm 37, verses 4 and 6. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness, the light and the judgment on the noonday, and also from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. To all ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Thank you. It is Written, man does not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes out of the mouth of God. I made sure I remembered my glasses. Uh, One of the nice things about Hillhead is just uh, the number of lovely people that are in uh, our church. But one of the bad things about Hillhead is one of those lovely people asks you to do something that you should really say no to. You end up saying yes. Um, I would have found it easier to say what lots of things mean to me uh, in the church, as the church itself and communion, um, our faith. The Bible, I maybe find a wee bit more tricky to say. This Bible that I have here was presented to Paul Fraser with best wishes from Crown Terrace Baptist Church, Sunday School, 10th of June 1974. And I didn't realise that until I opened it, that it had that. Uh, 40-year connection. And I suppose that is, uh, Bible connects me, and the wonderful words that are in it, the wonderful lyrics that are in it, connect me with people from the past, from my father who chose this Bible for Crown Terrace Baptist Church, and to the people who were there, and of course to people right down the ages uh, and thousands of years ago. But it also connects me to me when I was uh, roughly about 10 Uh, These words have come through my life and have meant uh, different things at different times, I suppose. And 
the book, the book is covered in sticky black plastic. I don't know whether that was the that was a Sunday school thing or whether, I think it was called Fablon at the time as well. Is that right? Um, or whether that was a Fraser household thing to cover everything in sticky black plastic. I know that fashion's gone now, and this Bible is the New English Bible. I don't know when I've seen that anywhere in the last 20 years. It's gone very much out of fashion as well. So it's a book that connects me with my past and with lots of people in the past. It's a book that can be tricky to get a hand on as well. Um, and Ways of thinking about it can change and ways of covering it can change as well. Before the world was created, the word already existed. He was with God and he was the same as God. From the very beginning, the word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. Good morning, church. (laughs) Simply put, this Bible has been my guide throughout life. Now I'm going to show you it. Has anyone seen a Bible smaller than this? probably the smallest Bible you've ever seen in life, and so did I, and that's why I snatched it up for the kids. This Bible came all the way from the Bahamas. I was 14 when I bought it, so it's been with me for like 40 years. You do the math. (laughs) That's how old I am. Um, The reason I grabbed it up is because it's so small and cute and handy. It's like a purse, King James Version, and you can slip it in your pocket easily and so you can take it anywhere and it's not bulky and that's why it it attracted me when I was just 14 I grabbed it up and very very convenient for travel now here's the catch speaking about glasses I say convenient but in 2009 when I first came to Hillette Baptist I was asked to read (laughs) scripture and I was presumptuous because I thought as in the Baptist churches or all the churches back home that when you come up to the lectern, there's a Bible there already. (laughs) I came up, no Bible, but of course I had this in my pocket um, as I always do on Sundays. There's no Bible. I didn't have my glasses, just like Paul and Margaret. It was a nightmare. I sounded illiterate. I was like this. You can see the writing. I was like, I couldn't see anything, and I think it was recorded, so I know for those who heard it, they thought this is an illiterate person from the Bahamas. And and Lily said she was so sorry for me, she wanted to run up with a Bible. (laughs) But anyway, this is my special Bible. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light in my path. I'm glad you brought your Bible from Sunday School, Paul, because one of the things we were thinking about when we come to the time when we, when we give our children books at the end of the year to, to thank them for being such an important part of our fellowship today, and we realise that something that we haven't done at Hillhead is to give our children Bibles, and that maybe after spending the year that we have been looking at do- different stories in the Bible and uh, finding out different truths about it, we would like to give our older children a Bible this year for the first time. So I would like to invite all the children, please, to come and sit on our nice rug here we've got for you. Okay. And I'm going to um, get my box of Bibles out. And if you just want to pass them around, I'm only going to give it to the first person I see. And we'll pass them around, and you can make sure that the right person, it's almost like pass the parcel, gets the book in the end when I tell you whose it is. 
And if those people aren't here today, because we're really sorry that Atlanta's not very well today, so Gloria and Atlanta aren't here, maybe we could give them to Liz. And maybe Neil could take something for Leila as well. Yeah, okay. So our first book is for Leo, but you can pass it along. And the second one is going to be for Glory. And this one, the final, is for Freya. for Atlanta, and this one is going to be for Sarah, <coughs> and then we've got for our, our other children, we've got some Bible atlases, this one is for Aiden, and this one is for Fergus, and then we've got some Bible stories for Rory, Here for Layla. And all the countries that have only been waiting. Here's one for Bonnie. And one for Merida. Thank you, that's Mary And one for Lewis. So we've got Bibles and Bible stories and Bible atlases for everybody. Shall we say a prayer together? Thank you, God, for our Bibles, wherever they are in our homes, wherever they are in our hearts. Thank you for the people who bought them for us, the people who taught us from them, for the places they've travelled with us and the places they haven't, for the markings and stickers we've put in them, for the markings to come, for the pages we struggle with and for the pages we turn to, for the times they sit on the shelf and the times they sit in our hands. Thank you for the children of our Sunday school and creche in Hillhead Baptist Church. Thank you for Leo, for Glory, for Freya, for Atlanta, for Sarah, for Carl, for Fergus, for Aidan, for Rory, for Max, for Bonnie, for Layla, for Lewis and for Merida. Thank you for the joy, wisdom and light they bring to us. And thank you for the joy, wisdom and light we bring to each other. Please help us to let it shine through. Amen. And we'll sing our next hymn before we leave you, This Little Light of Mine.
One of the things with churches, um, wherever I go and wherever I've been, is there's kind of the Sunday school way of doing things, which is lots of fun and activity and games and stories, and it's okay to ask questions, and it's okay not to know the answers. And then there's the grown-up bit, where we all sit ever so politely and expect somebody to talk to us for 20 minutes, sharing what they've been working on during the week. And then we wonder why at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, whenever it is, nobody comes from there to hear. So today, I'm going to invite you to engage your inner child a little bit. And this will be a little bit more like Sunday school for grown-ups. Not American-style Sunday school for grown-ups, because that's basically listen to a sermon but an opportunity to engage creatively with the lectionary readings set for today. And the first thing we're going to do is to read together Genesis 1 and a little bit of Genesis 2. And on your sheet, you should have found um, a piece of paper that says at the top of it, corporate reading, the message paraphrase of these verses. So what we're going to do is, if it's apart from the title, which we're not going to read, If it's in bold type, we will all say it together. And then we're going to split in two and take it turnabout to read the next little section. So I'm going to divide between Neil, just there, between the two Neils. My line goes between the two Neils. So that side is group one. So you'll start with God spoke light. And that side is group two. He will start with God spoke sky, and I'll just do the lock because I'm awkward like that. So let's read this word together and listen for God's voice. First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day. He named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning. Day one. God spoke. Sky, in the middle of the waters, separate water from water. God made sky. He separated the water under sky from the water above sky. And there it was. He named the sky the heavens. It was evening. It was morning. Day two. God spoke. Separate. Water beneath heaven. Gather into one place. Land, appear. And there it was. God named the land earth. He named the cool water ocean. God saw that it was good. God spoke. Earth, green up. Grow all varieties of seafaring plants. Every sort of fruit and tree. And there it was. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It 
thousand years. Lights in heaven skied to give light to earth. And there it was. God made two big lights, the larger to take charge of day, the smaller to be in charge of night. And he made stars. But God placed them in the heavenly sky to light up earth and oversee day and night, to separate light and dark. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning. Day four. God spoke. Swarm ocean with fish and all sea life. Birds fly through the sky over earth. God created the huge whales, all the swarm of life in the waters, and every kind of species of flying birds. God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Prosper. Reproduce. Fill ocean. Birds. Reproduce on earth. It was evening. It was morning. Day five. God spoke. Earth generated life. Every sort and kind. Cattle and reptiles and wild animals. All kinds. And there it was. Wild animals of every kind. Cattle of all kinds. Every sort of reptile and bird. God saw that it was good. God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge, be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, and for everything that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food, to all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes, I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made, and it was so good, so very good, it was evening, it was morning, day six. Heaven and earth were finished, down to the last detail. On the seventh day, God had finished his work. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day, because on that day he rested from his work. All the creating God can come. This is the story of how it all started, of heaven and earth when they were created. And now we're going to share in our psalm, and we're going to do so by singing. It's on the sheet. It should also appear on the screen if I've copied it correctly.
the reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 11. When I was a child, my speech, feelings and thinking were all those of a child. Now that I have grown up, I have no more use for childish ways. What we see now is like a dim image of a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. What I, know, what I know now is only partial. Then it will be complete, as complete as God's knowledge of me. Meanwhile, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Then from the Gospel of Matthew, 28, from verse 16. The eleven, the eleven disciples went to the hill in Galilee where Jesus, where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, even though some of them doubted. Jesus drew near and said to them, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go, then, to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And I will be with you always to the end of the age. Cheryl's guarantee I'll get a typo, can't you? Beautiful readings, uh, Ewan. I gave you one of the wrong ones. There's always a Bible in the lectern if you uh, forget yours and you have to use itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny ones that fit in your pocket. Always one in the, in the lectern. It should have been two Corinthians. Uh, the one Corinthians reading also fits. It's my mistake. Um, the end of 2 Corinthians says this. And now, my brothers and sisters, goodbye. That's his Paul signing off his letter. Strive for perfection, listen to my appeals, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people send you their greetings. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So you can actually see that the end of 2 Corinthians carries the same sort of sense as that passage that Ewan read so beautifully from 1 Corinthians, so it was obviously meant to be. So that's okay. Now this is a bit where you all get nervous, because I'm going to invite you 
invite you, no, it's not to command you, invite you to be a little bit creative. Over in the snook, we have lots of paper and scissors and glue and felt tips and chalks. If you would like to explore those readings or any thoughts that arise from them by doodling, doing diagrams, as I call it, doodles, diagrams, and drawings, designs. If that's your thing, if you fancy giving that a go just for 10 minutes, you can go there. Over here, we have the poems and poetry and psalms table. If you would like to respond to those readings by writing something in any form that works for you, you can take your chairs over there. Actually allowed to move furniture today. If you think, actually, you know what? What I'd like to do is have a go at writing a hymn or a song in 10 minutes, which is going to be very impressive. Uh, Go over and join Paul around the piano, and we'll see how that goes. I also have some questions. Um, If you would prefer to explore those readings by discussing with two or three people sitting around you, I have those. Or you can just sit and be quiet for 10 minutes Again, with these, some questions to help you focus, you can pray, you can think whatever you, you like to do. The one thing I'm not giving you permission to do is to chat to the people around you about what you're doing later on today. This is a creative engagement with the scriptures, looking for what God might have to say to us today through them. So move chairs, move bodies, if that's what you would like to do. Ten minutes, off you go. It goes remarkably quickly, but hopefully um, that's been useful. We have a one-verse hymn. I hope you are very impressed. There will be no words appearing on the screen, but you should know them. Um, Paul's going to read them out for us, then he'll play over the the tune, and then we'll have a go at singing it, because it's words you should really know. of the grace and we might actually learn that for some future reference we're going to share in a hymn now which is on the sheet and will appear on the screen um, which picks up some of this idea about creation singing Um, you can move if you want to or you can stay where you are it doesn't matter so creation sings and we are in the music
Jesus says, I am come to bring you life, life in all its fullness. Let us pray. And as we now listen for God in our prayers for ourselves and for others, let us first hear and meditate on these words from an Indian philosopher. In my soul, I am still that child who did not care about anything else but the beautiful colours of a rainbow. From a North American philosopher, all our inner child requires is to be heard, to be liberated from under layers of conditioning which we may or may not be conscious of, conditioning that comes from sources seen and unseen, passed down generation after generation. And from Jesus, come to me and I will give you rest. God of our childhood, God of our growing, God of our present. May we find the inspiration and energy to reawaken a childlike acceptance of life in all its fullness. Lord, give us delight in the unexpected, the sound of a song in the silence, the sound of silence in the midst of our humming life, the flash of the colour of a bird in a tree, the overhearing of friends conversing, the observed act of kindness, the sight of a full moon, the unsought companionship of an animal, the spontaneous singing of a hymn of long ago. But may we also find the courage and perseverance to face up to those aspects of our inner child which remain as shadows in our life and perhaps make us childish rather than childlike. Lord, give us the strength to love and to accept ourselves, the permission to forgive ourselves for small and big mistakes, to forgive ourselves for the traits within which we dislike, to try to improve these traits without being tough on ourselves to make peace with the way we look, the way we behave. For each of us is unique. We are all different. Lord, may our prayers for ourselves give us fresh direction and energy in our prayers for others. In the silence, let each of us bring to mind a person, a family, a community, or a situation that we feel the need to pray about just now. And as we do so, listen to these words of Jesus. 
Love your neighbor as you love yourself. O God, you draw the melody from silence. You make of us the instruments of song. We offer thanks in worship and in wonder that such a gift to human souls belongs. We continue in our prayers in the giving of an offering. Let's pray together. Gracious God, you who put the colours in the rainbow, you who puts the perfume in the flower, the voice in the song, we offer these our gifts of money and ask that they may be employed to create beautiful melodies, beautiful pictures, the hope of Christ in our lives and those of others. For we offer them in his name. Amen just to continue singing in other languages because it's ever so good for us. Tuma mina, tuma mina, tuma mina somandla. And then there's some English because I know you like a bit of that. Send us Jesus. Thank you. 
And then we will sing the words of the doxology, which are printed on the sheets if you're not sure of them. <laughs>